Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Talking City podcast from the Manchester Evening News. I'm your host, Rich Fay, and I'm delighted to be joined in this New Year's special by Stu Brennan. Hello there. And by the returning Joe Bray. Hello, how are you doing? Been out in the youth team for a while, haven't you, Joe? You're back back in first team. That's what I'd like say, and refresh for the new year as That's well. It, yeah. Your new year's resolution is to become a regular on the podcast. I think um, he's after my place, to be honest. <laughs> He's the uh, as a David Silver of the team. Yeah, he's eyed you up. He's the Phil Foden of the MEN. He's <laughs> one of our own. And uh, Stu, you've had the uh, the pleasure of covering City over the festive break. There's been highs and been lows. Been a crazy couple of weeks, really. It's been a packed fixture schedule. I know Pep Guardiola has not been too happy with it. How, how have you found your uh, Christmas fixture schedule this year? I think the highlight was a Christmas dinner at Arsenal, to be honest. Oh, sorry, you're talking about the, the games. Um, how was the Christmas dinner at Arsenal? It was excellent. Really good. They really got their act together. On the field and in the uh, the in Arteta the effect, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that was just before Arteta started, oh, yeah. of course. But uh, I think perhaps in anticipation, they uh, they upped the, their turkey and Christmas pod game, so it was uh, it was well worth the visit. Best, um, best food you've had in the league this season? Um, yeah, probably. Arsenal and Chelsea are up there. They're the two. They're the two to be, to be beaten. City used to be the top dogs, but the you get your you get your food in a box now with wooden knives and forks. It's just FFP has got so much to answer for. <laughs> I can tell you. But anyway, the football. Um, I think it's just been good. I mean, the Wolves game I, from a neutral's point of view was was brilliant. It was a tremendous game. It had everything in it. You know, VAR controversy and and all. Um, but there was some some great football. City. Oh, I mean, I've been getting stick on this one, actually. In fact, we, we actually printed a letter in our own paper criticising me for the for the marks out of ten I gave in that game. Uh, if we can just explain a little bit. I did give some high marks, um, but people seem to forget that City played 75 minutes with 10 men, as if that's that's nothing. And if they'd have held out for those final 10 minutes, which I think they would have done if Mendy had not messed up, uh, then everyone would, would have been a hero. It would have been a great victory against a very good Wolves team. So my marks out of 10 reflected that. I mean, Otamendi, fair enough. I didn't spot the fact that he was completely culpable for the red card. If I had seen that, I wouldn't have given the mark that I did, but I didn't see it. And I thought after that, he was absolutely tremendous, some of his defending. So I based it on that and not on not on the, his... Uh, is mess up for the for the red card, but that was a great game. Uh, and of course, since then, City have bounced back with with a couple of wins, and they look a lot more like the old City as well. You know, they, they sort of you get the feeling that they're now sort of building up to something. And with players coming back as well, it could be an interesting twenty twenty. Yeah, Joe. Obviously, a lot has been said about the fixture congestion. I guess you've got to maybe put to one side because every team does have to play the same amount of games in the same period of time, roughly enough. But uh, Wolves, Sheffield United, and Everton in terms of actual form as well three of the toughest teams you can play in the Premier League right now and two wins from three and particularly with the defeat coming in the circumstances it did it has been quite a successful Christmas for City really yeah definitely I think Stu said the performances have been more than what you would expect at this time of the, of the year um, against uh, Everton yesterday City were playing like a team that hadn't played three games in six days even though they were you know, players like Fernandinho we've heard all about his fitness the last year or so and he's played those three games and done very well in all three of them so um, yeah I think Pep Guardiola will be very very happy with how it's gone even though the Wolves result turned out as it did Yes, do you think? I mean, I guess it's hard to say in hindsight. So obviously, a, a big advantage here. But are you surprised by maybe how well City did play across the games? Obviously, maybe 
the results are what you expect, but the actual manner of performance has probably been much higher than yeah, yeah. You, you expect flat performances at this this time of year because you know it's quite heavy in December, and then you get to Christmas and it gets even heavier. Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I, I think I think I think they've been excellent, and it, and it has been as as Joel just mentioned. Fernandinho is thirty four years of age. He starts three games in in you know what five days was it, and he and he over those those three games he's probably City's best player you know there's been some doubt about whether he will he will stay at the end of the season or not um, I think based on that you know his fitness is clearly not lacking because he, he, he lasted the pace in those games he's a smart player as well but he's you know he's a ter- terrific footballer but people forget he's a proper warrior as well you know he really he really fights for everything he believes in everything he's doing Um just on his on his future after Wolves uh, we were speaking to him in the mix zone and uh, we asked him about his future uh, and he just gave a little wry grin and said ask Mares which of course was a reference to uh, Mares um, that video that went- it seemed like he, well, whether he let the cat out of the bag or whether he was having a joke we don't know until we do get the chance to ask Mares I suppose we'll never know but um, based on what's happened so far I can't see City wanted him to go and I can't imagine him, him wanting to go because he's still he's still on top of his game you know Vincent Company left and although people look back at it and say they wish it hadn't now um, it probably was the right time for him to go I'm not sure that Company would be performing at that, that level again this season certainly not on a regular basis the way Fernandinho is Yes uh, Joe would you say that he's the most important City player? At the moment, Fernandinho, I think he's the one that can't be replaced really for what he offers and the consistency, the versatility. Yeah, I think City need the, have been lacking the experience this season, but he is he offers that. I think what summed it up was against Everton late on was Calvert Lewin tried to get past him. It was an incident that Guardiola and Ancelotti were asked about afterwards, and he outpaced Calvert Lewin and cleared it and then got clattered by Calvert Lewin. But to put himself in that position and read that move so well summed up that what he was doing and we saw with Mendy against Wolves he didn't have that sort of idea of what to do in that situation and gave away a goal and Fernandinho actually did the right thing and it's that sort of experience that was the difference between winning and possibly not in a, a situation that could have been bad for City in that part of the pitch and of course we look back at that win against Everton the most recent one we're recording this on Thursday it's, I'm still in that festive <laughs> flux where you just don't know what day of the week it is but uh, you're a festive what sorry? festive flux oh, right, just okay, move it up okay. don't worry yeah. we've, we've had that censored don't worry that's got past uh, it'll be beeped out if it didn't come out as the way I intended but uh, the back three versus Everton uh, Eric Garcia as well he's been the real success story over this uh, festive period shall we call it and uh yeah, how impressed have you been with him? Because personally, I was surprised it took so long for him to, to get the games, really. You know, City need a centre-back. You've got someone as good as him in the youth system. Pep obviously didn't want to put too much pressure on Garcia, but he's really risen to the challenge and he was excellent against Everton. Yeah, I think that the problem with Garcia, I mean, he just does not look like a centre-back. I mean, I remember we, we interviewed him in the mix zone over in Zagreb and the journalists who were talking to him, we were all towered above him, you know, we're thinking, hold on a minute, is he a centre-back? He's small, he's not particularly broad. He was wearing these huge, geeky glasses that made him look even weedier. So, you know, he looked, he looked like somebody who might get sand kicked in his face. And you kind of think, in the Premier League, how are you going to get away with this? 
And he's not quick either. So you kind of think, if you're small, but so, you're really so what's quick. He good at? <laughs> well, this is, this is what he is really good at. He reads a game brilliantly. You know, he, he, we've heard Pep talk about the way that he. Uh, he, he watched he watched an opponent warm up earlier this season and then went to Pep on the sideline and said they're going to set up in this way I can tell by the way they're warming up so he's got he's got a bit of a Pep Guardiola mindset it's obviously something that comes from from the academy at Barcelona uh, he, he looks he's a great student of the game uh, he reads the game well he's, he's competitive enough you know he's tenacious enough you'd only worry about him is when you come up against some of the the, the big cases in, in the Premier League when you get your, your Andy Carroll and Andy Carroll <laughs> and the, the kind of plays you don't really come across in Spain you know you do occasionally but not not really um you kind of worry about him then a little bit because no matter how smart you are, no matter how well you read the game, you're still going to get knocked off the ball if you're uh, if, if you're his kind of size. But he's he's tenacious enough, and of course, the great hope at City is that him and Taylor Howard Bellis come through together. And Howard Bellis is a you know he's he's only 17, but he is a, a specimen. He's a big lad. He's going to get even bigger when he fills out and becomes a proper man. He's going to be a you know the type that nobody messes with. And a footballer, whereas Garcia is the one who organises things and and uh, and reads the game. And, and it, his passing was was absolutely brilliant um, against Everton. You know, I don't think he put a pass wrong. That's the other side of it, and that's the important thing as far as Pep's concerned. If you've got centre backs who can do that um, and control the game, you're not going to have an awful lot of defending to do. And that, that's a, that's the basis of the philosophy. But he's a terrific prospect, despite everything seems to be stacked against him as a as a centre back. Joe, um, while we talk about the Everton game, I guess good to start on goal. Edison missed the game through illness. Claudio Bravo got the nod, and it's a, it was a performance that you sort of get from Claudio Bravo. A fantastic save in the first half, kept City in it, and then gifted Everton a goal after. Was it Calvert Lewin? He left on the floor. He embarrassed him and then passed it straight to a striker. It was the two sides of Claudio Bravo. But I think it summed up his City career in one. one yeah. What, what have you made of him over the the last couple of games? Because I saw as well some people even in the Wolves game saying that he maybe should have saved that the last goal that went in. Maybe Edson would have stopped it. And then against Everton, you can tell that the the defense doesn't have the same confidence in him. But I guess maybe the the thing you notice when Bravo plays is just how amazing Edison is. Yeah, you don't realise how much Edison does until until he's not playing. But I think Bravo's an, a good deputy. If, if you're going to have anyone coming in, he's not going to do a, a bad job. Obviously, he did make a mistake for the Everton goal, but all in all, he did all right. As you say, he made that save in the first half to tip Coleman's effort over the bar. City won't have too many worries, I don't think. And OK, the goal, he should have probably just cleared it. And there were a few mistakes that all came together for that goal, but... No, I think if he if he does have to start against Port Vale or even Scott Carson, maybe we're hoping for in the office. But even if Carson, if Bravo has to start, I don't think there'll be any problems at all in the in the coming games. But obviously, Edison is the number one, and whenever he is fit, he will play. Stu, when I guess when we're on the injury front, when when can we expect Edison to be back in contention? When do you think he'll be? Seems the weekend maybe seems a bit too soon, and no point risking them against Port Vale. Well, he's, that, he's, he's ill, you know. He should be able to get over it fairly quickly. You know, Gabriel Jesus was ill um, ahead of the the Wolves game, and then he was available on the Sunday. Um, it's just a bug that's that's affects everybody at this time of year. You know, we've had it in the, in the office. They get it, they get it in the, the city squad. I would imagine Edison will be available, but 
whether he plays. I mean, it makes sense for me to give Bravo another game. Not Carson. Well, you never know. You never know. Maybe that will be his. Uh, <laughs> that will be his his big opportunity. I think everyone would like to see that actually, because you know it's 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 poor when you see keepers who are at a club forever and never seem to play a game. So you know it's a good opportunity for him to him to step in and get a game. I'd, you... I'd like to see it. Gives everyone gets something new to write about, don't they, with a new keeper. Um, Do you think it's the best job in football being a third choice goalkeeper at Man City? It all depends. I, I don't get it personally. I mean, I remember interviewing Stuart Taylor when he was number two at City and he'd been number two at Arsenal. He made a career out of being a number two. But you kind of think, have these guys forgotten how they, what they started out in the game? They started out in the game because they loved playing. You know, they didn't start out in the game thinking, oh, I could get, a, if I do really well, I could get a cushy number just sitting on the bench every every week. But Stuart Taylor said that he prepares as if he's playing for every single game. And if he does have, does have to come on, he's ready mentally and physically and everything else. Um, but to me, I, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get it. You know, it's, uh, you, you're in, you're in the game because you want to play football uh, and the, the riches and the fame and everything else that comes with it. He's great, but you know, you like to think that if these guys weren't good enough to to make it to that level, they'd still be playing on the park. You know, would, yeah. would these would would Stuart Taylor and people like that be happy just standing on the sidelines on a on a Sunday morning? Well, I don't think so. No, I think it says a lot about me that I dream of that job. Then doesn't it? Yeah, maybe that's mine. Yeah, my, yeah, my I think it now. does, mate. Yeah. <laughs> But uh, we mentioned there as well, uh, Joe, before we got on to Scott Carson, uh, Gabriel Jesus, you know, uh, still the verdict remains out on him. It was two well-taken goals against Everton, but I guess the question mark is always going to be, is he a long-term first choice for Man City? Uh, what have you made of him over the, the last couple of games? I don't think you can fault him at all. I think his performance yesterday was one a player who's taken his chance. It feels like every time he's interviewed, he has to say... I know I've got Sergio Aguero in front of me and I've got I've got to perform every time. And mo- more often than not, I think he does perform. And he was obviously match winner yesterday, two well-taken goals when City needed them most. And I thought it was a little bit harsh of Guardiola to come out and say Aguero is irreplaceable. However much he did put his Jesus, just give the guy a bit of, give, give him his moment, give him a night of winning a game and, and, and uh, praising him. But no, it's it, like, see- it always comes back to Sergio Aguero. It does seem to be sort of a tough love approach from Guardiola with Jesus, but do you think maybe that is it's just working? So why why change it really? I guess you've got to give Jesus that incentive to carry on because if you praise him and say that yeah you can oh, yeah. succeed, Aguero, maybe Guardiola's worried the complacency could kick in. I think the time will will find that out whether that's worked or not is when Aguero eventually does leave, and if Jesus is still here. Does he step up and provide those goals and those big moments that Aguero does? But for now, I think it's working all right that when Jesus gets his chance, more often than not, he's taking it and he's scoring goals at important times. Should you agree with that? I mean, like I said, they are two very different forwards, aren't they? I think the, the biggest difference between them is the personality. Aguero's, you know, he's not he's not big headed. He's quite a humble lad, but he's. Massively confident, he knows he's good, and he every time he goes out on the pitch, he expects to score. If he doesn't score, he shrugs it off. If he misses something, a penalty or an easy chance, he shrugs it off and he'll move on. He knows another one's coming along, and he knows he's good enough to score the next one. With Jesus, you get the feeling he's on the edge all the time. If he doesn't score, he worries about yeah. it. If if he miss if he misses, it dents his confidence. 
And you kind of hope that that's something that, that's because he's young, he's, he's been thrown into it very young. You know, he's playing at the top level in Brazil from being very young. And then, he, he, you know, he's played in the Olympics, he's played in World Cups. <coughs> he's come over here and played in the Premier League, which is a, a big ask for anybody, especially a young lad who didn't have the language and, and all the other things that come with it. Um, and you just you just hope that sooner or later it'll start clicking with him and he'll start believing in himself a little bit more. But I don't know if that's what drives him. <laughs> Maybe that's what drives him. It's his fear that he isn't good enough and that's what keeps pushing him and pushing him. And we, we've seen him improve. We saw we saw him score with his left foot again yesterday and we saw him hit the post with his left foot. That's something he's worked on. You know, he's improved, <coughs> he's improved his two-footedness. He's got better with... I think producer Ash is dying in the corner here. I think we need to... <laughs> I thought he was trying to tell me something. Yeah, I thought it was like actually trying to shut me up, maybe. Or maybe like he wants to be a millionaire. Maybe he's coughing to give you answers for. Yeah, yeah, that'd be that'd be a good solution. Um, yeah, but I mean, there are little rumours starting now that I mean, there's going to be a shake up in the summer. You know, City are going to have to make changes anyway because David Silva's going and uh, and so on. Um, but there are little rumours that Gabriel Jesus might be part of that shake up. Um, and that would that would go with what what Joe referred to Guardiola saying that Sergio Aguero is irreplaceable. He's the number one kind of thing. Is that a way of saying to Gabriel Jesus, you know, you're gonna have to really improve between now and the summer, are you? You know, we, you're on your way out because we need another Sergio Aguero. We don't need we don't need uh, somebody who who sort of goes through periods where he's affected by by poor confidence. But he, he's got so much in his game. His movement's excellent. You know, he creates chances for others. He puts defences under pressure. And he can finish as well. We saw it last night, you know, the two really good goals. Uh, the first one especially, the, the touch to get it out mm. and into the space. I love that and second then, one, though. And the finish. <laughs> well, yeah. Near yeah. post, left foot like that. Just... Yeah, yeah. Well, that, that just, I mean, I was hoping to get a header as well because then you've got the perfect hat-trick, haven't you? But... It wasn't to be, but the, the fact that he does score with both feet now is is, is a big plus, and that, as I say, that's something he's worked on, and uh, you know something that that will will be to his great credit. I think he'll carry on; he'll have a great career, whether that's with City or not. That remains to be seen. I think a lot of that will depend on what he does between now and May. Yeah, Joe. I guess that's. I'm, I'm putting words in your mouth, but as I say, I'm sure you echo those opinions. But do you think that long term? Jesus is someone that, that can be the main striker of City or deep down do you think that he maybe won't ever be that that Mr Reliable up top I think he can be obviously there's a lot of questions whether he will be but uh, I think if he is given the chance um, he, he can do that but he's a different player to Aguero he's, he scores different goals he's not always on the shoulder but you do sort of he is always there Like he's, he's always looking to be on the end of a cross and uh, I actually thought his first goal was a different one to the to ones that he normally scores. He's normally looking to be on the end of something. This time he was coming short, and it was a great ball from Gundogan to to find him. But that sort of ability to cut back and curl it in the top corner was uh, quite refreshing to see. I thought, and I did enjoy his his battle with Pickford because they, they were testing each other out and mostly equal to each other. But you'd probably say Jesus was got the better of that one in the end. Yeah, definitely edged it, I'd, yeah. I'd have to say. Uh, over the Christmas period as well, been really good performances again from the midfielders. Riyad Mahrez as well in particular, I think, has really proven himself again. I know that sporadically you always say it, and there was always going to be doubts when he joined City if he would be able to match the level of the intensity required, but he really has settled into life now, and he's got only De Bruyne's had more assists than Mahrez since the start of last season, and he really is one of the first names on the team sheet last year. Um, 
I'm not sure he is. Do you not think so? I, I think he's done brilliantly. Don't get me wrong. I, I, I think he's he's in terrific form. Um, but Bernardo's got so much more, you know. But we've not seen the real Bernardo this season, and I just feel that that's going to come sooner or later. And that last season, he won the battle between it was between those two for that right mm. wing spot. Really, uh, I know I know Bernardo has been playing more inside uh, with David Silva winding it down a little bit. But um, I still think that there's going to be a battle between those two and, and Bernardo. Bernardo's had problems, and we know, we know about his off-field problems. Uh, and he looks like a player who's gone a little bit flat after two seasons of, of running himself into the ground. Uh, I just wonder if physically he's, he's felt the effects. And hope, hopefully, he'll, you know, because he's not been playing as much, he might be a bit more refreshed in the second half of the season. But that's not taking anything away from Mares. He has been terrific, and he gives you that. He gives you that that it's a little stardust, isn't there, from him that there is. There the game, is. Just you flip. think about his goal against Chelsea, which came from nothing. Yes. You know, he had the ball out on the right hand side. All of a sudden, he's just ghosted between two players into a gap that, that didn't appear to be there, and then put it through somebody else's legs into the far corner. You know, that's 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 a quality that if you've got that in your team, you can win any old game. Uh, and there's not a lot to do that. It's, you know, the City have got great players, but you look at look at Kevin De Bruyne can do it. He can win you a game from nothing. Uh, Raheem Sterling, perhaps to a lesser extent, um, Aguero can obviously. Um, but Mares has just added to that. You know, he, he's he, he can produce a little bit of magic that will score you a goal or create one for somebody else. Um, it's just his consistency, you know. You'll see him do it for one game, and then the next game he goes a bit quiet, uh, and then he'll have another great game. Whereas with Bernardo last season, Bernardo was at it week in, week mm. out, and I think that's what that's what might tip the balance Bernardo's favour if he can regain his form this season. I think it, that, that Mares may may have to start uh, dipping in and out again. Joe, I guess in terms of that, that's good health competition to have, but talk about competition in the league now, City 11 points off Liverpool and they have two games in hand. After the game, Guardiola didn't necessarily say the title was out of reach, he said they've got to keep battling and have a hope and a prayer and you never know what can happen, it would take a really unforeseeable drop of form for Liverpool and City would still have to capitalise on the drop points. Do you think deep down the race is over and this has got to be accepted now or what do you think there is still you know if there's one team that can overturn it it is this City team isn't it that's it that's always at the back of your mind that it's, City aren't going to win the league but they still could uh, but I think now you look at Liverpool they've, if they avoid defeat tonight against Sheffield United they've gone a year without losing in the Premier League they've lost one since the beginning of last season they're an incredible team they're doing what City have done over the last two seasons and finding ways to win if, if they're not playing well they'll get a last minute goal they're, I think they're they're not a team that are going to drop points in five games towards the end of the season but City have just got to do what they're doing and I think a couple of players came out and said that yesterday they've just got to keep winning keep seeing but as Liverpool carry on winning City might prefer to concentrate more on the different cups even though they won't say that in public um, but yeah I think the when City play Liverpool that'll be the test if, if City can win then maybe they might get a bit of momentum and hope that that causes Liverpool to derail but on its own that still couldn't, might not be enough so do you think it'll help City then in, in their pursuit because obviously the Champions League is, is the one you know that's, that's what the club wants that's what they need maybe to be seen by some of the of Europe's elite as one of the very top clubs I think if you offered City 
the Champions League now that obviously would snap your hand off but um, even if that meant Liverpool winning the, winning the league yeah I think because top four is guaranteed isn't it you know yeah. what I mean there's I, no I, way I, City I don't mind talking about yeah, we've got to make sure we finish in the top four I think that's fairly fairly much guaranteed as you say but um, especially with the way that the, the team's fighting for the top four fighting to drop points but now the, the Champions League is what City should be focusing on but Real Madrid are going to be a very very tough opposition very experienced and that's what City have struggled against in the Champions League that, that sort of experience and it's probably the one thing City don't have is experience against the big European teams in the last stages of the Champions League and Stu I know it's very early still but it does seem like those two games against Real Madrid are going to define the whole season for City yeah they could end up they could, that, could, that could end up being the case um because if, if they beat them, then they've got the perfect springboard to then go and win the Champions League. If you lose that, then it could very well be a trophyless season, or maybe just the FA Cup or the League Cup. Yeah, and, and even yeah. though City, that's that's a successful season to most clubs, to City, after what happened last season, it would seem a bit of a step back. Yeah, it's a, it's a problem with setting the bar as high as they have. You know, sooner or later, you're going to fall below that bar. And as soon as you fall below the bar, oh, we're not, they're not what they were. <laughs> I think people have got to put it into perspective a little bit. If 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 it continued next season as well, well then I think that's the time you'd have to start asking questions. But you fully expect them to to drop a level, and the fact that they've not dropped that much really, they've lost five games in the league, uh, which is more than they're used to. But the fact that Liverpool have been so good has sort of accentuated it. You know, they've sort of sprinted away with it. Any other season. Uh, well contention, apart from the last two, City would still be still be in there and fighting for the league. You know, it'd still be it'd still be all to play for. But Liverpool's form has meant that that is that isn't the case, uh, and it, it just puts another another accent on it. But yeah, I mean, they're, they're, so the Real Madrid games, I, I'm not sure. I'm not sure it's a lack of experience because City have been in the in the Champions League for what is it nine, ten seasons on the bounce now. Um, I tell you what Joe was saying because it, they've only reached the semi-finals once bit, and played Real Madrid, yeah. and, and then they, they did freeze a little bit. You know, they got caught in the headlights. So Real Madrid had been there before and knew what they were doing. And if you look at the exits that they've had, Tottenham should be beating them. <coughs> that Liverpool team there, and yes, they were a very good Liverpool team, but that City team should have beaten them. Yeah, and know that you've gone and to the referee Monaco sessions well. in Monaco. That there's been three real good opportunities to progress there, which they haven't done. And you do wonder City's core squad has stayed pretty much the same throughout those three gate those three sort of uh fail I guess you would call them failures because they could have done could have done better. Yeah, I think a lot depends on uh, Pep always talks about is what's important is go getting to February in the right shape. If you've got if you've got players available and we've seen Laporte Laporte's coming back, so you presume that by February he'll be ready to go. There's a chance that Sane will be involved, um, although there's still no sign of him on the training pitch. Um in terms of the momentum, they're starting to play more like the old city. You know, they look a bit more defensively secure than they did. So, if they get to February and all, the, and that that sort of thrust is continuing, if, if they start, if they carry on moving towards peak city, well, it could just be the right time, and they could play around Madrid at the right time because they're not afraid around Madrid. I think in years gone by. City have gone into games like Barcelona and Bayern Munich, sort of looking up at them and a little bit. They're above us. Yeah. yeah, do we belong here? We're Manchester City. We're not. But now, I don't think that's the case. I think they feel after what they've done the last two seasons, and there's a lot of there's a lot of anger about the way they've gone out of the Champions League in the last three seasons. I think they've they've sort of believed, starting to believe now 
that they do belong and that they can take on Real Madrid. And you saw Real Madrid last season, what they lost at home to Ajax, didn't they? And, yeah. You know, they, they've, they've lost. And they've to... drawn Club Bruges at home in the Champions League this season already. You know, they're not the team they used to be. No, Ronaldo. Hazard might be a world-class player, but his Chelsea lost 6-0 to Chelsea to City last season. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, and he, he looked completely bemused. Yeah. He, was, he was an isolated figure on his own up front. I mean, it won't be like that this time against Real Madrid, but... City will go up against Real Madrid, fancying the chances as long, you know, especially if if they can continue to build on what what's happened in the last couple of games and with Laporte coming back, possibly Sane coming back. I think they will, uh, if if they get in the right frame of mind and the squads the squads right, they don't have any more injuries, and you get De Bruyne buzzing, uh, perhaps Silva coming back with with all his experience. If, if they get the team right on the night, they get the tactics right, which you back Guardiola to do every time. I think they, you know, they're more than a match for Real Madrid. Um, and it, it might suit them playing them earlier. I mean, they played Real Madrid in the semi-finals and it was such a huge occasion that they didn't, they just didn't play at all. But playing Real Madrid earlier in the competition might just suit them a little bit. Um, it, it doesn't feel like there's as much on the game. Um, and then that, if, if they can beat Real Madrid, then you're kind of thinking, well, we've just beaten Real Madrid. Yeah. Who is it to fear? You know, the, the only one you'd look at is Liverpool, given the recent, got, recent history. Yeah. And they've got Atletico, so they could easily not get through that, because that's Absolutely. the one team you'd say they'd probably struggle against. But Absolutely. Joe, I guess, you know, we've got into the second half of the season now. City could still, I mean, even if you can't out the Premier League, there's still a treble to be won. And City have a f- fair chance of winning every one of those trophies that they're still in. Do you think that means that they... This should be maybe a wake-up call to say you have to invest more money in the January window, or do you think this squad as it is now is good enough to secure those trophies in the second half? Or do you think there should be investment now? I know City don't want to buy for the sake of it. And That's it, the temptation is there to buy because of all the defensive problems. But if you do have Laporte coming back, Stones back to the fitness, then that could be like a new sign-in for City if he's been out all season. Um, obviously, Sane might be back as well. I think City know what they're doing. I think like... Like they've always said, they're only going to dip into the transfer market if there's someone available like Laporte was a couple of years ago. But I think from the noises that we're hearing, it's it's unlikely that they will. And it's a chance to to build some young players. I think if they go out and buy a, a 40, 50 million pound defender, then you're going to see less of Garcia and less of Howard Bellis when you might want to, to see them in uh, the Premier League a little bit more, even if it's just a half an hour cameo. But they wouldn't get that if they bought someone. So I think the temptation is there to buy someone but it might be better long term to wait until the summer if the injuries wrap up as they have done and hoping that there, there are no more injury concerns going forward Steve do you agree with that like? yeah I don't see any business being done in in, in in the transfer window I mean all my sources are telling me that there's, there's nothing happening Pep's saying there's nothing happening and when you look look at it I mean who, who is there out there who they, who they could go out and get Laporte was a bit of a one off um Having said that, I've been caught with my pants down on these in the past. I remember when Wilfred Bonney signed in January, my sources were telling me nothing is going to happen. There's going to be no, no, no business whatsoever in the transfer window. And all of a sudden, Bonnie popped up and he became available and City moved and, and got him. But it happened very quickly. That, that wasn't, they hadn't been thinking about yeah. Bonnie since October. They suddenly, it was a bit of a knee-jerk buy. Well, he's out of contract at the moment. He said he wants to return to English football. <laughs> well, I, I think perhaps perhaps the fact that they, they bought him, um, he's probably, and he, he turned out to be a, a massive flop, um, probably, has probably informed 
they're, they're, they're thinking on these things. Let's not rush into these things. We're, in the summer, this is when we're going to do our business. Uh, having said that, I mean, Ed and Jacko was a pretty much a success and he came mm. he came in January as well. So you're ruling out a move for Wilfred Boney in January? Um, I, I would say, I would say that was, uh, that was a, a distinct possibility. Our first... will not buy Wilfred um, Boney. I'm, I'm going to go and write it in a minute. Transfer exclusive here on the <laughs> Talking City podcast. Wilfred <laughs> Boney will not be rejoining City. Yeah, and neither will Scott Sinclair. Uh-huh. Jack Rodwell? <sighs> Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Okay, two out of three, we'll take that. <laughs> Stu, Joe? Thank you very much for joining us today on the Talking City podcast. We will be back again next time, probably next week after the game against Port Vale in the FA Cup this weekend. Thank you very much for joining us on Talking City podcast. Please do leave a like and subscribe if you haven't already.